This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello. Now, today's guest is coming on the show for the second time. Duncan Parvionen has already been on the show because he is a total, I want to say yoga guru, but some people don't like the word guru. So he's just like a yogi passionata. Is that even a word? But Duncan uh, is a wonderful yoga teacher. He is super driven, super passionate, and he's super fun. And that's why I think he has such uh, popular yogi classes. Now, we are announcing something really, really cool in this episode. I'm going to not tell you what it is in the introduction. I really hope uh, you get excited about it because it is my first ever time doing this. You'll have to listen to find out what it is. And I also drill Duncan a little bit towards the second half where I ask him all these different yogic philosophy meanings because sometimes we're in a yoga class and a teacher says a Sanskrit word and you're like, huh, say what? I really like that, but I don't I don't remember what it means. Like uh, sometimes someone will go, let's set a sankalpa, like an intention for the class. And if you're not used to hearing the word sankalpa, you might be like a sana, what? So in this episode, Duncan kind of breaks down some yogi philosophies for us. As always, he's amazing. I hope you enjoy this chat and I hope you like our surprise. Exciting. You know, you have to do those like... What's that? All those videos of like making weird noises oh, like they're ASMR. licking a lollipop <laughs> or... This is the perfect welcome. I've hit record, Duncan. <laughs> oh my God, no, you haven't. Oh my God. Lola, you need to give me some warning. <laughs> welcome back, Duncan Pavianen. Do you know we walk around the house um, saying your full name with a Canadian accent? Really? Yeah, because it's so much fun that. to say. Oh, thank and if you. If I listen to, because I've had to practice it so much for the last pod. Okay. And if I listen to Hov, yep. you've got such a beautiful accent. Okay. So we will walk around the house going, Duncan Parvianen. Oh, that's really good. Is You've it? really been working on oh, it, I can tell. That flowed right out of your lips. <laughs> it feels so nice to say. Uh, okay, so we've had you on the pod before, of yes. course, and we talked all things yogs because I was lucky enough to do a big teacher training with you mm-hmm. as a student, mm-hmm. which you are about. We're recording this a little bit in advance, but you're doing it all again in Byron Bay, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we start tomorrow. We're doing a 300-hour advanced vinyasa teacher training. It's crazy, but I'm so excited. We have a really amazing crew coming from all over Australia to Byron. It's so beautiful here. I, I can't wait. I can't tell you. I know you can't see Duncan right now, but he looks so calm, cool. Like, And tomorrow you will be like, it's hard work. Oh, like, it's, I remember it from last time. Yeah, it's as a yoga teacher, you're just in front of the room talking a lot of the time. You do group work stuff as well, and people can meditate and have their own space. But yeah, it is, it is a lot of work. You're holding heaps of space. And yes. I think one thing that yoga does that I definitely... I think I always knew it, but I, was, I really felt it in my teacher training with you. It forces you to face your, your shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you're holding and you're facilitating that space to be held. So yeah. you've got a big 
big couple of weeks ahead of you and then a break and then do it again. Do it the all. more we talk about it, the more nervous Sorry. I get. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about something really exciting. So the okay. reason why this podcast is happening now and we're doing a second interview with Duncan, not just because you're absolutely amazing, but because you and I are going to be doing something really exciting together. In Lola, Bay. I'm so excited. Can we tell them already? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like so excited. Like I was actually thinking about it in bed this morning. I was like, I cannot wait for this. I'm so nervous though. Do you Why? know? I've never done one before. I've only, uh, I've only been a student at a, at a, do you want to say what we're doing? No, you should do the honors. <laughs> Since it's your first one, you should, you should say it. Well, we're doing a retreat together here in Byron Bay. It's like at the most beautiful retreat center. Right. So the location is called Soma. So it's this insanely stunning and the yoga space, Duncan. It's like this dome made on sacred geometry. I'm obsessed. Like you, all of you listening, just wait till you come to this place and see it firsthand. You feel like you're on another universe. The grounds are so beautiful. Rolling hills, the Byron hinterlands, beautiful nature, lush nature. You just, even just being there feels like it changes your physiology. Absolutely. And also, do you remember that like 500-year-old fig we checked out? I know, it was there yeah. and there's like swings coming And we sat it. in the swing together and yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to run a retreat here together. <laughs> so we finally can tell people, because this has been in the pipeline now since I remember when mm-hmm. I first moved up here yeah. and you moved up. We were like yeah. a few days apart. Yeah. And then we went for a brekkie date at Folk. Yes. And you were like, hey. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's run a retreat together. So it's literally been like four months in, yeah. in the making. We've been yeah. keeping it hush hush. We have. We wanted to cross our T's and dot our I's because we are both Virgos. Yes, yes. So, yes. <laughs> so it has to be perfect. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the offering because, mm. yeah, I'm really excited about it. Can you talk yogs first? Talk okay. So, so, yeah, the, the, the retreat's going to be a yoga retreat and yep. we're going to do yoga practices in the morning. We're going to wake up. We're going to do some amazing flows, some nice meditations. We're going to do some philosophy talks. Um, I really want the retreat to be this special space where people can connect with themselves mm-hmm. and their breath and their body and also have fun. So we will have these like really deep yoga practices, both like physically, but also spiritually. And at the same time, they'll, they will be fun and they'll be accessible to all levels. So if you're coming and you want something, um, a little bit more intermediate or advanced, you'll get that. If you're coming and you're newer to yoga, then don't worry, I've got your back. I'm, I love teaching people at all levels. So it's going to be a really special, special journey altogether. And I can vouch for that as well because I came into your teacher training mm. and I was like, Duncan, I can't do a handstand. And every time that we did handstands, you'd come up and support me flicking up against the wall. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And then the days where you're like, Duncan, I don't want to do it. I was like, that's totally fine, Lola. Yeah. We don't have to do it yeah. today, you know? So, you know, I want everyone to feel safe in the yoga space. And that means sometimes you'll do the things and sometimes you won't. And I am always very respectful of that. Ah, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot cannot wait yeah. to experience your yogs again. And for anyone that hasn't practiced a Duncan class before, it is that combination of like depth and you get to challenge yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, but you will laugh along mm. the way. And there is this balance of lightness and I guess like a sturdiness and a, a yeah. strength, but then there's this kind of like playfulness. So yeah. it's 
an absolute honor to be doing this with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. And the whole retreat center itself, the rooms, oh my gosh, Ah. the rooms, like all of them have beautiful views. Those windows. We're not the even beds. staying there because we want. We, <laughs> well, we. I might stay there. I might take one of the oh. rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it is quite an exclusive retreat space, so yeah. there's not loads and loads of rooms, and no. so we were like, "Oh wow, we're going to have to give these rooms away." But they're yeah. so beautiful oh, and thought. Stunning. Everything's thought out. There's mm. crystals inside, mm-hmm. like like. Just incredible, like even a lychee forest. Do you remember we got the Well, you told me Nicole Kidman stayed there. And I was like, anywhere that Nicole Kidman stays, I want to stay. Right, so we had a full-blown tour. And um, Nicole Kidman filmed Nine Perfect Strangers, which is her Mm. new, I think it's like a psychological thriller Mm. uh, series. And they remember they took us, we got a tour, and there's like extra rooms that have been built on site now for massages and whatnot that was – the set for where Nicole's like character lived. Yeah. yeah. How cool. I was like, this is so cool. We should throw in a little behind the scenes like movie tour. <laughs> we should. We should watch the series on the retreat. Although it's a psychological thriller, so maybe it might be a intense. And it's actually about a retreat. Like it's all, oh, yeah, yeah, Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, maybe we won't watch it. It might give us like nightmares. <laughs> so good though. So, And that's the other thing. We do want to make sure that we've got things on offer like – we're locking the final details in now, but like if if people do want a massage or whatnot, we're going to make sure that there's great ways to look after yourself. Oh, my God, I didn't even mention that pool, that crazy oh beautiful gosh, pool, yeah. the fire pit. The fire pit. It's just like, and you can walk around the property. There's little trails. Yeah, it's just a stunning space. And it's like you'll just literally wake up, roll out of bed, go to yoga, meditate, come and eat. Oh, We'll oh, talk about the food in a second. Yeah. We'll talk about the food in a second because that's a whole other thing. You'll eat nutritious food. Then you'll have a bit of time to yourself. Then we'll, Lola and I will have like a philosophy talk together. Lola will talk about wellness and health so you can go back to your life with some like ideas of like what to eat and how to like keep yourself healthy and then we'll go have some free time where you can just enjoy the nature lay by the pool be in the sun do what you want and then we come back together for another yoga session have a beautiful dinner all together like honestly the dream the dream it's pretty much like you said connect to yourself yeah connect to mother nature yeah it's the kind of uh space where you would be so happy just to stay there and just be like i've got everything that i need Oh, yeah, right I won't here. be leaving. Yeah. I told you I'm going to take one of those rooms. <laughs> I'll, be in, I'll be in a little tent outside the retreat center. So good. let's talk the food because okay. you and I took that pretty, like, really, really seriously and it took us honestly. Well, the food can make it or break it. Right. Yes, but I it- love food. Lola loves food to the, like, the 100th level (laughs) compared to me. So food is big, yeah. No, but for something that I really wanted on the food department is I wanted it to honour both our styles of eating. And although we both eat quite healthily, they're different value systems. So you you eat predominantly plant-based, right? And I've almost leaned a little bit the other way and gone a bit more paleo. And... I'm so glad that as I as we've been planning this retreat, I've been also doing my own research on plant-based living and I'm mm. more inspired to lean into your style of living mm. just coincidentally. Welcome to the dark side. Oh, <laughs> bring it on. Uh, so we've actually got a, a wonderful herbalist and naturopath doing all the catering and food for us. She's incredible. But 
I said, listen, I need to Her stuff spice. looks amazing. Oh. The pictures you've sent me, I'm Those like, oh my gosh, this looks beautiful. So stunning. And like a, an example for people seeing of an entree is like a raw, she goes, have a little look at my raw vegan pizza. And it's like the most beautiful, it's almost like it's too pretty to eat. Yes, yeah, so that's what I thought when I saw the food. I was like, oh my gosh, this food is like a work of art. Right, right. Uh, So it's plant-based, but it's still going to be gluten-free. Obviously, it's going to be dairy-free as well. Mm -hmm. So we're really honouring both our styles Mm -hmm. of eating, which is Mm -hmm. really exciting. The goal with the food, and we really have had quite a few conversations about this, like do you want to feel like, oh, I've just had delicious food, but I don't necessarily feel cleansed or detox. But mm. because we're working with an amazing herbalist and naturopath, that means that things are going to be infused with herbs that are mm. great for detoxification, mm. cleansing, which partnered with the yolks mm. is going to be so medicinal for the body. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be a really beautiful, nourishing retreat. Yeah. It's yeah. six nights, seven days. Mm-hmm. It's springtime. Yes. So perfect time to spring clean yeah. and Feel good and reset your totally. life and body yeah. and mind. And I cannot wait. I'm honored to, to do this with you, my friend. Oh, likewise. Right back at you. We're going to have so much fun together. Like for those of you who are listening, only come if you want to have fun. <laughs> I love that. that should be our little tagline, right? But like nourishing fun, you know. Yeah. You know, we're definitely not going to be doing shots. There's no alcohol allowed on premises, just FYI. Yeah. This is like a nourishing, wholesome retreat where Lola and I, we just, I'm not, you can't see us right now, but we just vibe off of each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's I. It's gonna feel like a little family by the end of the retreat. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will say, I am gonna be sneaking in coffee. So just so you know, if you're listening, coffee is optional. Oh yes. You yes. totally don't have to. But um, yeah, I'm gonna sneak some more. That's coffee totally in. fine. Yeah. I can understand the caffeine. Yeah, I've recently started drinking coffee myself, so I totally understand. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your coffee actually, which is amazing oh, with the mushrooms in oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah, we love really the good. medicinal mushies for brain function. And yeah. We might even talk about medicinal mushies on the retreat because there's, and I'm not talking just so you know. We're not talking magic mushies here. We're talking <laughs> medicinal. So there's a whole uh, therapeutic kind mm-hmm. of group of mushrooms for immune system, mm-hmm. brain function, and mm-hmm. lion's mane is one of the brain function ones, which is mm-hmm. what we were just talking about. Now, I'm a massive Hov fan. So mm-hmm. for people that might be new to you or they haven't heard the first part, mm-hmm. what's Hov? Hove stands for Heart of Vinyasa. It's an online studio. So basically when COVID hit in Melbourne, I had to put my teachings online and I wanted to create an online platform that really honored vinyasa yoga, which is predominantly what I teach, but also offers online uh, sorry conditioning as well. So my conditioning classes are kind of a fusion between interval training and Pilates. And I some love of them, them they're so good. And some of them are more definitely Pilates. But basically I wanted to offer an online platform that was well rounded in that the yoga complemented the conditioning and the conditioning complemented the yoga. And then you also have meditation classes. You have yin yoga classes. You have a beginner series. There's also like little challenge programs on hub, like 10 day challenges that you can do yourself. There's a yoga and meditation challenge. 
There's a hub challenge, which is like the conditioning, the Pilates, the yoga, the meditation, and I do philosophy talks. So yeah, it's a great platform. We have guest teachers on there um, who are Some really Some of the amazing. people that I trained with in that teacher training. No, yes, May. Yeah, May May's, and Rosie. Rosie's on there. Yeah, There's yeah. Some some special peeps on there. There is, yes, yeah. So, and I just I will say, Hov got me through Melb's lockdown. And I still, even though we've got access to beautiful yogs here in Byron because we live pretty COVID, reasonably COVID-free here, I still dip in and absolutely love it. So thank you for something that you created. I know people all over the world love Hov. I oh, see yeah. it on your I see it on your socials. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a I'm a massive fan. I love the chat. I love getting into the 10-day challenges because yeah. you can kind of hold yourself accountable. accountable yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I love, and I only discovered the philosophy bit. I reckon a month or two in, or maybe it was a challenge that I noticed you did a philosophy chat mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And obviously I knew how good your philosophy was from doing your teacher training because you do, did your Dharma talks yeah. often at the start of class. I hope you use the canoe one in the next teacher uh, training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can do it on the retreat. <laughs> oh, all right. Great. Come to the retreat. I'll tell you my canoe tripping stories in Canada. <laughs> People are like, oh, I'm not coming anymore. <laughs> don't worry, you don't have to canoe. You don't have to canoe on this retreat. But I, I just wanted to ask you some philosophy questions for people listening that might not be able to get to the retreat. I thought, oh, why don't we just talk a few little like of your favorite yogic philosophies? For sure, yeah. So one that you taught me last time we spoke. Yep. Lagima. Lagima. What's Lagima? So Lagima is a supernatural power that you can accrue as being a yoga practitioner. So they say in the Yoga Sutras, and the Yoga Sutras, you can kind of view them as like the Bible of classical yoga philosophy. They say that if you practice yoga with enough dedication and passion, eventually you'll begin to accrue supernatural powers. And one of them is Lagima, and it's this ability to become so light that you levitate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the magic carpet ride on Aladdin. Um, but yeah, you get so light that you can levitate. And I like to make it a bit more practical and just, I like to conceptualize it as if you practice yoga with dedication and passion, you eventually begin to accrue this ability to be lighthearted about things, you know, to have this lightness to you so that, um, you don't take everything that happens so seriously. You're able to be a bit playful with life and playful with relationships. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's the other one? Oh, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm a little sponge when I'm around you. When a yoga teacher at the starter class says, let's set a sankalpa, yeah. what does that mean? Let's set an intention. Yeah. And you can set it for yourself or someone else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can set an intention for yourself. You can um, dedicate your practice or whatever you're working on in your practice for someone else. Mm, so, yeah. So Int- nice. Intention work can be really helpful because it really gets you clear on why you're doing what the heck you're doing. Because mm. sometimes we get so caught up in our routine that we forget why we're actually doing things. Mm. And when we bring purpose and clarity to what we're doing, it can really bring us into the present moment, which is ultimately yoga. Totally. Oh, I could do this all day. Uh, I saw you did a philosophy chat on the, am I saying it's right, the koshas? The yes. Yeah. What are they? So there's uh, there's five koshas, and they're basically like the sheaths of who we are. And um, the the joke that I like to say is that um, the koshas, there's five sheaths, and it's kind of like an onion 
And yeah. as human beings, we're onions because there's layers to us and we're stinky and we make people cry. <laughs> 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 kind of got it from Shrek, you know, the donkey. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, the koshas are the layers of who we are. And I think one of the main messages that I like to talk about is that the deepest layer of who you are is known as Anandamaya kosha. And that is known as your bliss body layer. So it's it's kind of a cool concept that in the kosha is the deepest aspect of who you are. Your Anandamaya mm. kosha is bliss, is joy. Mm, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. <gasps> what? So I've also seen you talk about the four layers of the mind. Yeah, so there's uh, four kind of layers of the mind, or you could say four functions of the mind. And... There's the ego, Mm -hmm. so there's ahamkara, there's buddhi, which is like your higher intellect, your witness. There's chitta, and then there is, this always happens, there's so (laughs) many lists in yoga. Ahamkara, buddhi, chitta, and manas. So, okay, we got there. Thanks, Lola. (laughs) It's been a big day. Teacher training tomorrow, I've got to know everything. Okay, so um, you have ahamkara, you have your ego. Yeah. You have buddhi, which is like your witnessing, discriminating mind. It's often considered your higher intellect, like view it as like the Buddha of your mind. Yeah. And then you have chitta, which is sometimes considered like your memory bank or just overall consciousness. And then manas is like your sensory mind. And Ah. most of us operate between manas, like, oh, this is hot, or this is cold, yeah. or you know, re- reacting to our senses. Yeah. And then a lot of us, and then the second place most of us reside is in the ahamkara, the ego. Mm-hmm. And the ego, you can think of it as the part of your mind that's always making stories mm-hmm. of about you. Attaching so it's like, yourself. I love Lola, I hate Lola, I love Byron Bay, I hate Byron Bay, always, I like this, I don't like that, I wish this could be like this, the, the eye maker. And most of us are caught up in this narrative of yeah. our stories and continuously reacting to our environment. So that's manas and ahamkara. And the idea is in yoga to operate more from buddhi. And buddhi is this um, higher, it's often considered the higher mind where you're able to kind of observe and mm. witness things and not be so caught up in all your self-centered stories. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a bit intense, but it's true. Um, and not be so caught up in your habitual reactions to all of your senses. It's the, kind of like a, you could view booty as kind of like the bird's eye view of your life. And it almost comes back full circle to what you were saying about like you'd have to be pretty clear to be coming from that. But like when yeah. you're in more in that space, like it sounds like you've got There's all the clarity. Junk. Yeah. And then I've heard, and I know I've said this as a yoga teacher, but that often I'll say like calming the fluctuations of the mind, is it? Mm. And and the monkey brain and all that. And is is it calming the vritti? Is that yes. what it means? And that's yeah. to calm the fluctuations. That's what that means. Yes. Yeah. And when that happens, is that when you can get to that more clarity Buddha style? Yeah, you'd even, you'd actually technically even surpass the buddhi and the buddhi and and the chitta and the manas and the ahamkara would be also still that mm. you only begin to see spirit. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it does sound cool. It's very enticing, yeah. you know. We've got to entice people in some way, you know. Oh, so cool. All right, just two more. Okay, this this 
I know I'm going to say this right. Sakka. Shakshak karma. First hand experience? No? Of shakshakarma. Is that what it is or is that not what it is? Yes, it's experiencing something for yourself, a direct experience. So that would be like physically doing, is it physically experiencing something or is it? It's physically experiencing something for your, okay, so this is kind of the whole idea of Eastern spirituality compared to Western kind of philosophy. Eastern spirituality generally believes that you have to experience something firsthand in order for you to fully comprehend it. Gotcha. Versus often often Western philosophy and academia and even spirituality of religion is like, oh, you can understand it by just learning it. Got you it. don't. But Eastern spirituality is like, this is very general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to experience it firsthand. And that's what Shakshak Karma is. And yeah. that's where the wisdom and the knowing and all that comes because you've been through that thing. Yeah, because you've experienced it firsthand. And so in yoga, what we're trying to do, I mean, is um, as a yoga teacher, we're trying to give space for our students to experience yoga firsthand themselves mm-hmm. rather than depending on someone else or certain teachings. It's like, no, you're your own teacher. And can we set the grounds for you to experience yoga by yourself firsthand? You're very cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, samskara. What samskara? Samskaras are like impressions left in your mind. Oh, wow. So... um They're basically like any thought you have, Mm. any action you do leaves an imprint in your mind. So things that you do habitually have big impressions in your mind. Mm. So you can think of samskara as an impression. So if you habitually wash your hands every night before you go to bed, you have a pretty big samskara of washing your hands. Mm. It's like this grooved impression in your psyche. Um, you know, if you do go cross country skiing, um, you go on cross country ski tracks or specific tracks made by a machine that you put your skis in to get, go across the snow. And so that's like a deep groove samskara. It's kind of like this habitual way of acting that you're more or less stuck in. So they can be, I'm imagining, positive and negative yeah. samskaras. Yeah. And so the practice of yoga is being aware of your samskaras and choosing positive ones that take you in the direction you need to go as a spiritual practitioner. But then also being mindful at the end of the day, there's still a samskara that you can get kind of stuck in. Mm. So the whole idea of yoga is being aware of our habitual patterns and creating awareness around them and then asking ourselves, do we want to stay here or do we want to carve a new path? Mm. And do we have the ability to carve a new path? Because it often requires a bit of, you know, gusto. If you really like this one cross-country skiing track, sometimes it can be hard to be willing to try a new one. It kind of reminds me of like when they talk about neuroplasticity and when you set new habits in the brain. Yeah, that's exactly it. Ah, my final one is, and I remember this from teacher training with you. Sorry, he's got, it's got these big wide eyes. Look at me going, what is Lola about to say? You teach, and, and there's a beautiful yogic philosophy around uh, consistent discipline. Yes. 
but also the non-attachment to the outcome. What are those? There's a beautiful yep, word. So consistent, uh, consistent discipline, consistent effort is known as tapas. Yeah. And then non-attachment is known as varagya. Um, it can sometimes not... Uh, yeah, That's so, the word I was asking you about before, okay, wasn't cool. it? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapas, there's tapas. Mm, I'm hungry. I'd like yeah, some tapas. Yeah, that's what I always <laughs> – and then I get scared that I think about it too much when I'm teaching in class and then I get scared that I say tap ass but, right. like a bum, like yeah. I'm telling someone to do that. I, yeah. And so I always trip over it and I have to like quickly Really think about it. Real yeah. quick, yeah. real quick. <laughs> so that's that that's – that, and that's – Sometimes in a vinyasa class when we're building heat, sometimes yes. we can be building that. Yes, that's tapas, yeah. Right. So tapas is the, the effort required to move forward. And then this is the thing that I always struggle with being an A-type personality with yoga. Like you rock up on your mat, mm. you do the work, right? You, do the, you, dis- you have the discipline to be consistent. Yeah. You can't be attached to an outcome like mm. a backbend. I love backbends, yeah. and you know, like, it, and that idea of like letting go of the need for it to look like something, right? Yeah. And that's the second one, Viagra. Vadaiga. So Vadaiga translates as non-attachment. And the thing is, in our yoga practice and in our, in our life, we can be attached to things. So it's totally. nothing wrong. Like that's actually probably a good human quality to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is to be attached to people we love, be attached to being able to do a handstand or back bends. Um, the whole idea in yoga is acknowledging that the whole material world is always changing. Mm. So the reason why we practice non-attachment is not to make ourselves cold or distant with the things that are important in our life but it's about acknowledging that those things will eventually change mm. because the whole world's always changing. So how can we build a healthy relationship mm. with those people and things when we truly understand that at some point it will change in some way? How can we build a relationship that allows for that? So Varagya is giving space for our lovers to change, giving space for our wealth to change, giving space for our backbends to maybe look different from day to day. All the meanwhile, still being okay with being attached to them because that's a total human quality to have, yeah. I could talk to you all day about this. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Thank you so much for sharing these uh, philosophy takeaways as well. I really appreciate it. And I know I threw you in the deep end and just said, hey, we're going to chat philosophy. I know you should have seen me. Everyone I was like, deer in headlights. I was like, Virgo likes to plan. (laughs) You've done beautifully, my friend. Uh, And I'm going to put all the links in the show notes for our retreat. Yes. I cannot believe I'm it's happening. I'm so excited. Oh. Like so, so, so excited. Me um, too. For those of you listening, if you are able to come, it's going to be a really special time. Um, just think beautiful, beautiful environment, beautiful people, Lola and Duncan, who are just so excited and so happy to share um, all of our things with you and a whole like uh, six nights just around being nourished and taking care of ourselves and learning about ourselves and just having some time to ourselves and some time with amazing people. Yeah. With great food. Oh, yeah, delishamo food. Delishamo. We've been planning menus. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so hungry. I'm ready to eat. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. I'm also going to put uh, links to Hov in here as well because it's something that I love and 
I just think you've created something absolutely unreal and it's a real honour to be your mate. Oh, thank you. Right back at you, Lola. Love you lots. Love you. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lola Berry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love. Spread the love.